Sports Station 1043 The Man presents Stokely and Zach. James Merlin from NeverSports.com filling in for Brandon Stokely today. Uh, we're going to be live at Slattery's tomorrow here in the Tech Center. So if you want to come by and uh, say hello and give James and I a pound, we'll be there. Uh, Stoke will be back on Friday. Uh, James, if Russell Wilson and the Broncos don't figure it out this year, could there be another factor that could make it sting even more? A factor that right now they have no longer any more control over. I think there are actually three. Okay. So I'm curious to hear what you got. Okay. Look, if he, if he, if it works out, which I believe it's going to, then none of these other things matter. There's That's no right. reason to root for, unless you're playing against some other people to fail. We only keep track of the Josh Allen conversation or these right. other conversations when things go sideways. Correct. And you say it could have been that. Um, you know what example I use? This is, this is maybe the ultimate example, at least in my own head, of, yeah, you didn't get that thing gold standard but you got this other thing and you never even wanted for that it's the 19 ooh is that 83 nba draft when jordan came out 84 was it 84 okay when it was hakeem and yeah so houston has the number one pick yeah they draft hakeem olajuwon who's playing locally right there with another monster yep and then you have the blazers with the second pick and they took uh sam Sam bowie Bowie. from kentucky Mm mm-hmm and then uh, Jordan goes third overall to the Bulls. It, with with Portland, that's the thing that always is like, you could have had Jordan. Well, Houston could have had him too. They got a Hall of Famer. Was, yeah. he, was he Jordan? Is he a top two, three player of all time? No. But you got like a top 25 player of all time. Yeah. No one in, I can tell you no one in Houston is like, man, wish we didn't have Olajuwon. Yeah, I mean, I think you would talk yourself out of that with like, well, you never know if it works out differently if he comes here. Situation right. matters, right? right? Everybody in in Portland is saying that. Yeah. Then they got it again when they passed on Kevin Durant to take Greg, Greg Oden. Oden. Yeah. You talk about lamenting <sighs> two just disastrous picks. Bowie over Jordan was much worse. Yeah, but, that's like the poster child of... And they both had feet injuries... Then yeah. they had Bill Walton up there that had ankle and foot injuries. Like, yeah. don't take a big man, Portland. That doesn't work well for you guys. Whew. So there are three things. I, I'm okay. curious to say what your, so, one, your so, first one is. Well, let's start with this. This is the genesis of this conversation. If Russ and the Broncos don't figure it out this year, could there be another factor? It's a grand hypothetical, but okay. <laughs> uh, is there another factor that they're no longer in any control over that could make it sting even more? Okay. Are we about to see the New York Jets pull off what the Broncos would have liked to pull off exactly one year ago today and yes. adding Aaron Rodgers with Nathaniel Hackett? Yes, for two reasons. I think Aaron Rodgers is coming off of a not coming off of an MVP season, not coming off of the season where they went to the NFC title game. They're coming out. He's coming off a bad year. It's easier to leave a middle of the road team that doesn't have Devonte Adams anymore where you struggled, it's easier to leave that situation than I'm the back-to-back MVP. Why on earth would I leave? I think that's part of it. And I think from Green Bay's side, they at least saw something from Jordan Love last year. Like, okay, Ian Aaron Rodgers. But a year ago right now, they weren't sure he could play a lick. So at least he looked competent at times last year. Yeah. That would make you be like, you know what? I'm tired of this guy's nonsense. Let's turn the page. That's I think it's a different situation 365 days later totally. for both parties. Totally. 
And so, I, yeah, I think he is going to leave. I think he's going to go to New York, and I think he's gonna, Nathaniel Hackett's going to finally get his guy. I'm sure uh, folks have seen it by now, but if they haven't, people are busy. The Jets just flew everyone to Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Woody Johnson, the owner, Rob Sala, the head coach, Nathaniel Hackett, they are oh, they all hopped on a bird, flew to New York, they're going to or flew to uh, Green Bay. You know Aaron loves that. You know Aaron loves Something that. Something we never heard Denver doing. They never got to that point. True. True. It was all just sort of like, yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. They never got to the point where they were out there courting him. The new ownership was in place at that point, right? No, because they didn't come in, in on board till like August. Okay, it was like August eighth. Okay, or 9th. okay, okay. Um, so a little bit different, a little yeah. bit different. And, yeah. and they're they have an aggressive owner, Woody Johnson, and they yeah. want to get this done. So okay. Um, by the way, you know the Jets are coming to Denver. This oh yeah, year. that'll be fun. Nathaniel Hackett makes his Denver return, maybe with Aaron Rodgers. We don't know the schedule hasn't been released yet, but the opponents have. And that will be a fun week. If they get Aaron Rodgers, don't be shocked if that's week one. That would be an interesting... Both those teams are too bad to be a Sunday night game. But could it be the Monday night game again, like last year was in Seattle? It certainly could. Because that's one, like, that matchup may not be very good come week 12, just like everybody thought last year's Monday. Yeah. Now, it, it wasn't a good matchup because the, right, the Broncos were so bad. <laughs> Not right. because the Seahawks was literally but the that, opposite of what we thought. But that was the logic behind yes, it. Yes, yeah, and it was good logic. So I could definitely see that matchup. And you, I've already said if they give up a touchdown on their opening drive, Vance Joseph's going to get booed. <laughs> if he gets 40 hung on him by Nathaniel Hackett. Dude, we're going to have a Vance versus Hackett <laughs> offensive versus defensive oh, matchup oh at some goodness. point this year. That will Think be, about that. That will be fascinating. Goodness that's a, Honestly, that's a great opener. Oh, my God. It's hilarious. We that's gotta, a great We got to zoom Vic in to do like a little yeah. intro on the jumbo chant. <laughs> so that would be, that would sting. That would sting. Okay, what's another one? And I'm going to go in order of probability. If Seattle uses that fifth overall pick this year on Anthony Richardson or Will Levis or one of those quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. CJ Stroud. Yeah. And the, it, one of them is going to fall to five. It's not going to be Bryce Young. No. But it could be the three that we just said. If one of those quarterbacks falls or two of them fall or three of them fall and they take one and that guy turns into the next Josh Allen. Yeah. That's going to sting. Oh, yeah. You're going to, I mean, I remember. That won't just sting. That that will, that will scar. I remember who, because when they got two draft picks, two first round picks from the Bears for Jay Cutler, they took um, Robert Ayers with one. Same year they took our guy Noshan. And then they traded away the following year's pick so they could have a second round pick in that first draft. And they took five foot nine cornerback Alfonso Smith, mm. who never played here and got traded to Detroit. That pick that w- the Broncos traded away, that first rounder to Seattle, Earl Thomas. Mm. So I still remember Earl Thomas, goodness, who was a really good player. Yeah, kind of his career got off the rails late in his late in it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But I mean, he was a great player. Part of that, de- he was phenomenal. Good defense, he was phenomenal. If that pick had turned into a. Franchise quarterback, yeah. you'd never forget it. Well, they're they're already doing victory laps in Seattle as they should because they, this past week, premature, but yeah, look, they they knocked it out of the park last draft and they did it with Bronco draft picks Here, helping and they actually got awarded best draft at the NFL little like a oh, you know the one that the Broncos they got followed up George Payton two years ago. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's a great award to get. It's so, like being on the cover of Madden. Uh, well, well, let's see how it ages. I mean, it's we'll off to a, uh, James. It's off to a phenomenal start. We shall see. I, is it off to a phenomenal start? You ever see that guy at the baseball games that tries to catch people in the outfield, the running guy? And you see the people that like think they're going to win and then the guy in the green suit passes them? Russell Wilson's the guy in the green suit this year. 
Oh. That's what he is. He's oh. Speed Man or whatever is, that guy's is. Called. Is their draft <laughs> off to a great start? Yes. Okay. Here's the third one that would, would sting. Okay. When Drew Lock goes somewhere and succeeds. <laughs> oh, man. It, it would. It just, it just doesn't stop. It, well, I, I, will say, I will say this. And you got to admit that I would said, sting. Well, look, I, I got to admit, I just said something like that to you last break, <laughs> which is why you might be mentioning it now, because I said to you, no need to go behind the curtain. <laughs> I said to you, this is this is off air. I said, man, if Pete Carroll took a undersized mid-round quarterback and had him a Hall of Fame trajectory, and then he takes Geno Smith, who no one believed in, total non-factor no on the NFL landscape. Anybody could have had him. And he breaks all of Russell Wilson's record, leads the league in completion percentage, comeback player of the year. What could he do with Drew Locke? I'd be curious to see. And that's not be, me being I know. Know, Drew Locke's leading no, I know. fan. I, I'm, I'm morbidly curious as well. I would wa- I would be curious to see it. Now, you don't hope for anything bad for Geno, but if Drew Locke had to start 17 games there this year, I'd be fascinated to see how it Goodness. Went. That would be fascinating. Somehow must see TV for us in Denver. At least for I don't know that he'll be back there. He's a free agent. I'm guessing he'll go somewhere. Yeah, yeah we'll see. Someone's going to give him a shot. Somebody's going to lose the quarterback carousel and be left out, yeah. and that's going to be where Drew Locke goes. All right, uh, good conversation there. What do we make of the rumor coming out of the NFL Combine relating to Broncos running back Javante Williams? What? It's next. You're listening to Stokely and Zach on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. What do we make of the rumor coming out of the NFL Combine? To get my composure after the break conversation. <laughs> oh, my God. I, uh, I, say, I feel like I say like once every three weeks. If there was just a camera running yep, in here. Yep, that would have been it. That would have been it. <laughs> we might all be fired. <laughs> for sure. For sure. But, yeah, sorry. That's all you're going to get to hear about Oh, my it, God. All right. Um, yes, yeah, Javante Williams. Dude, like, talking about... Again, just something you didn't see coming. I feel like this happens a lot with the Broncos. It's like, wait, what? We yeah, gotta... and it's never a, well, I shouldn't say never, but it's typically not a, oh, that's good news I didn't see coming. Right. It's right. a, gosh, another gut punch? Yeah. This latest rumor from Matthew Barry of ESPN involves Broncos running back Javante Williams. He says, quote, the most fascinating nugget about Denver, and then he puts in parentheses, and possibly the whole combine was about Javante Williams' health. And I'm told there is a very, in all caps, wide range of possibilities regarding his return. There's a chance he is healthy to start the year. There's a chance he misses multiple games. And there's actually a chance he misses all of next year. I was told he is currently a lot more hurt than the team is letting on publicly and that the Broncos are secretly nervous. Don't be surprised if the Broncos wind up with... Kareem Hunt when it's all said and done. Mike Boone is likely gone, but Latavius Murray is expected to to be back in a, quote, Mark Ingram role for Sean Payton. But Kareem Hunt, who is not expected to be back in Cleveland, is said to be a target for Denver. If, If Hunt, excuse me, winds up in Denver, my source said, you'll know Javante Williams' injury is a lot worse than they are letting on, end quote. That last sentence is true. 
the rest of it is like the rest of Matthew Barry's 23 things he heard in Indianapolis. Uh, it's just, it just is so easy to shoot holes in it. I mean, way to cover your bases here. He could be ready for the opener. He could miss several games, or he could miss the whole season. What other options are there? He could be done. His career could be over. I mean, he left that one out. Do you think he's just writing, though? He's just like, he's just like kind of writing. He's just setting up for the last thing. Like, no, he's covering every possible base. All right. Just that. And then he also says the most interesting nugget about the Broncos is this. This is interesting, but that's more interesting than Sean Payton doesn't like Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson's on a one-year tryout? And we talked about that yesterday. If you missed it, hit up the Stokely and Zach podcast. So, okay, but let, I'll stop nitpicking Matthew Barry's story that sounds like he had a layover in Indianapolis and heard this at the airport bar. Mm. But Javante Williams, I, if you made me guess, he's not going to be ready for the opener. It was a severe knee, knee injury. It was. Three different ligaments torn. Right. ACL, MCL, PCL? Yeah. That's not good. And it'd be inside a year if he were to be ready for yeah, the season. Yeah, because he got hurt week four Correct. at Vegas. Correct. So I would have, I would guess you'd see him sometime in October. and that, So that would be several games. And then it's the, okay, well, is he ready to go out there and play football? We saw it with Jamal Murray. Is he ready to go out there and play basketball a year removed from the injury? He got hurt in April on April 12th. The end of last regular season, had a chance to play in a meaningless game against the Lakers, didn't. We talked about it in the playoffs. Is he going to come back? He didn't. So a year later, he was not ready for regular basketball, right. let alone going out and trying to break tackles. I was going to say, Javante Williams' job description is your your play is over when you're either out of bounds in the end zone or on your back. Yeah, and you know, running and jumping is a different thing with your knee. Sure. But in football, you also get a lot of weird twists and oh turns. Oh, my gosh, of course. Big Especially at guys that, that are going at a really fast speed. Yeah, more than any other position, that one. So I think, is he going to be able, be able to get out there and be confident? I mean, that's what made Adrian Peterson's recovery so remarkable. It wasn't just the time. It was he went back out there and looked exactly like himself. Like, the mental part of it. It was actually the best version of himself because that 2012 season was yeah. the last time a non-quarterback won the league's MVP. He was uh, a 2,000-yard rusher, one of the eight, I think, ever. The, the huge mental hurdle to get over, I think it's real. So, yeah, I would say that, that that's probably likely. I think if And if they do sign Kareem Hunt, or Miles Sanders, or David Montgomery. That's Would that kinda, be a flag? That's a flag. Of like, you we're not actually not expecting him that back till November instead of October. Yeah. And then if you get to November and you've made such an investment in him, it's like, how's your season going at that point? Correct. And if you're 6-2, and two, then Javante probably comes back. Right. If you're 2-6, and six, he probably doesn't. Or if Kareem Hunt's playing great, maybe he doesn't. If Kareem Hunt's hurt, maybe he does. Yeah. Like, you can make the decision. You're buying yourself time mm-hmm. and not in the how do we bridge ourselves to week four. Right. Latavius Murray and a third-round pick can bridge you to week four. Agreed. How do you get to the second half of the season? You're going to have to invest in somebody to do that. Maybe it's a third-round pick. Maybe. I mean, Alvin Kamara was a third-round pick in New Orleans and was the offensive rookie of the year. That's not a crazy route to go down. And, and every year there's a late round. There's a Phil yeah. Lindsay undrafted. There's a James Robinson. Isaiah there's Pacheco. Isaiah Pacheco in the seventh. I mean, yeah. every year there's someone like that. So, But I still think that's a bridge because James Robinson was kind of a one-year wonder. We'll see about Pacheco. Philip Lindsay was kind of a one, two, two-year two year wonder. So it's not a it's not a long-term plan, but it's a, hey, you could, you could, you know, 
It's a stopgap. Well, I, I three months not a stopgap. That's a lot of money. No, it is. And Spotrac has his projected market value at two years, fourteen million dollars, seven per, which is you know really similar to the Melvin Gordon investment. And I think reasonable minds can disagree on this. And this has nothing to do with Kareem Hunt, the running back, because we've seen that guy be damn good, and he's twenty seven years old, and there's still a lot of tread on that tire. Um, but just philosophically, from building a football team perspective, you've already made an awesome investment in the running back position. He's not going to be available to start the year. I don't think you overreact to that and sign a multi-year deal for Kareem Hunt and invest not in just draft capital in Javante's case, but dollar amount at that position. There's so many holes on this team. I think that I'd be way more comfortable with rolling the dice with a late-round draft pick or, or or bringing in, like, Samaji Pirine, who's going to cost you, like, one and a half million bucks, Boston Scott from Philly, like, someone like that, sure. as opposed to a $7 million investment at that position specifically for me. Okay, but it, what about if, you, if you're going to spend on running back? You, did you see the rumor that Derrick Henry's on the market? Yeah. Would you make that move? Absolutely not. I think that whoever makes that next investment, it's going to age so poorly because he's not going to play on the last year of that deal. And What's the last year of the deal look like? I know this uh, year's think, like think, a ten million dollars. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's ten million. I think it's ten million bucks. I'll, I'll double check right now. But he's going to want a new contract. He's thirty years old. His best days. It's hard to get better than his best days. I would. I would stay away from that. Well, and it, it, you know, depending on the the length of time. But if I'm just looking at twenty twenty three, what makes Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Greg Dulcich, and as a byproduct, Russell Wilson better? is when there's eight guys in the box all the time because they're trying to stop Derrick Henry. Like, that would uh, that would make the offense better this year. Yeah, but he's, again, um, so in 2023, he's due uh, $10.5 million. The cap hit is $16 million. Um, I just, uh, Derrick Henry's great. I'm not saying he wouldn't make the football, be- football team better in the immediate. I just think you got to use wisdom with that position and the timeline of these running backs. And that's telling, though, about the running back position. Of He's the best back in football the last three years. He wasn't this past year. But in the last three years, collectively, yeah, yeah, he yeah, has been. Yeah. The, and, and it's like, nah, but it's to, too, too rich, too I was rich for say, your blood. But, but, but that position, they're like stocks. They change so fast. And if you're going to double down on an investment that we've been watching for years, I mean, this again, he's going to the Hall of Fame. He's going to do a backflip. I mean, he was 1,500 yards this year. Yeah. So he's awesome. I just, would you sign him up for a new deal? Yeah. I mean, Stoke always accuses me of I just want to pay everybody. But sure. I wouldn't, I mean, yeah. They, 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 this team has, is devoid of skill position players that are, Jerry Judy's the best player on this offense, and Jerry Judy, most people think, is a bust. So, so hold on. Let's, let's stick with the running back here before we move on, because we do have to move on. What happens, you sign Kareem, uh, uh, Derek Henry up, it's going to be a three-year contract. At a bare minimum, you're going to do two uh, and add a year to, to his deal. What happens when Javante Williams comes back? If he's healthy, then he's trade bait. Oh, my goodness. So you made that investment. Because it's a big if. So, so, so you made that investment. And, you know, this is, like, this is like drafting Judy and Hamler and then paying well, and, 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 and Patrick. Like, I don't what make do you, the move you're for Derrick Henry if I think Javante Williams is coming back week four. But if, I, okay. if, if, if we're at the – Matthew Barry covered the entire spectrum. If we're at the far extreme of he's going to miss the whole season or most of the season, then, yeah, I'd be tempted to. Okay, because I, if you miss an entire year plus, what are the odds you come back and are the same guy? 
again, don't know yet. And I think he was... George Payton said he's running and he should be back. We'll see. I, this report caught me off guard. Here's the other reason why Derrick Henry's a full no for me. you got to trade for him. So you're giving up... And what, as you're trying to rebuild a football team, you're going to give up draft capital. Have to give him a new contract for a 30-year-old running back. That, to Heaven me, is just bad business. This year's Matt Hensinger or whatever's... Yeah, yeah but that's I mean, a defeatist attitude. Mine's just trade all the picks then. Yeah. The Rams had it right. They got they, oh they had a parade God. two years James, ago. James, you got to draft and you got to hit on draft picks. That's a lifeblood. It's not trading your okay, picks and for then you can fall aging in, assets you can like fall Derek in Henry. Love with Jonathan Cooper and Baron Browning and Nick Benito and Luke Wattenberg and all the rest of these guys. Again, that's a defeatist attitude. Well, how many how many players? So you want to trade an asset for Derrick Henry and then pay him again? How many Broncos draft picks in the last ten years have gotten a second contract? Not a lot. Okay, that tells me how worthless draft picks are. No, but when you get it wrong, that's how you end up with the worst NFL stretch. It's not because you missed in free agency. It's because you haven't gotten your drafts right. That's well, it's part a and parcel of why we're here. It's a combination. It's Jawan James yes. as much as it is. Yes, Randy Gregory. Fifth round picks. And, yes, yes, yes. That, that's how you get to the bottom is you get a, both of them Give me the wrong. known commodity. People are so in love with draft picks. Oh, I got to have a draft pick. Oh, I got to have what's behind door number three. Nope, you know what? Just take the Subaru and go home. So, ju- So just be clear. You want to trade draft capital for Derrick Henry yes. and then give him a new contract. It depends on what the contract is. That's an open-ended three, yes. Three years, $30 million. Sign me up. No, absolutely not for me. $10 so, bucks a year? Absolutely. For three years of Russ and Sean and 31, Henry? No, no, thanks on that one. So we just we just disagree there. I was going to say you could get a jersey that says cap space. Now you can get one that just says draft capital. Hey, that's a fun one to root for. We'll let Troy Rank break this tie coming up next. (laughs) It's Stokely and Zach on Denver Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. Our guy Troy Rank of Denver 7, presented by Rocks Heating and Air. This ROX Rocks Heating and Air. I didn't think I'd be asking you the question that I'm about to ask you, but James Merrillat is filling in for Brandon Stokely today from DenverSports.com, and we just got into uh, a bit of a spat about uh, addressing the running back position. Troy, I know you've seen the rumor from Matthew Barry that there's whispers that Javante Williams could possibly miss the whole season. I'd like to get your thoughts on that. But on the heels of that, James said he would want to deal a draft pick for Derrick Henry and give him a three-year, $30 million deal. What do you make of the rumor, and what do you think uh, about breaking the tie between me and James? Because I disagree with that last part. Yeah, listen, I talked to John, Javante Williams a couple of weeks ago, and he's cleared every hurdle so far. So the idea he would be out next season, I think that's wildly premature. Now, could he be delayed until October, you know, 12 months after surgery? That's certainly a possibility. And could he not look like himself when he comes back? That's certainly a possibility if his injury is like, let's say, J.K. Dobbins. But the idea he would miss next year, that is premature. In my talking to Javante a couple weeks ago, I saw the Kareem Hunt rumor. Uh, I didn't disagree with it. I've written and said this on Denver 7 and in my podcast that I, my podcast is posting now. But the idea that Latavius Murray is going to be their Mark Ingram guy, like he's, that, he's great in the locker room, he's a leader, and he's there kind of for any need but he's not your every down starting back. I would want a veteran back. Uh, Kareem Hunt, uh, Deontay Foreman, I would 
blunt in a heartbeat. As for Derrick Henry, the issue with Derrick Henry is he really needs to go to a winning team. He's a two-down back. He has no use in the passing game, as in zero. So if you're not playing in front, he literally loses his value. I mean, we, I mean, even last year when the Broncos played him, they, they bottled him up and they just went to a passing game, and Henry becomes less of a factor. So, And the idea that he's going to be good for three years, I would say that's probably really hedging the bet. I love the player. I do. And I love the idea of getting a veteran running back, just not Henry. I would be more apt to go after Deontay Foreman from Carolina, who was amazing when I saw him in person, yep. or Kareem Hunt, who's got very little traction, tread off the tires these last two years. He's barely played. So, But I do think they need to add a veteran if they're going to help Russell Wilson rebound. Troy, this is a, a team that obviously has a lot of holes. They don't have a ton of draft picks, certainly no first-round pick, no second-round pick to immediately plug those holes. I read that as better. you better be aggressive in free agency then. I'm just getting the sense that they're not going to be, that they're going to be that, you know, they're going to be like the Rockies come free agency. Oh, we kicked the tires on this guy, but couldn't get it done. How do you th- see things going starting on Monday at 2 o'clock when the legal tamping, tampering period starts? The Broncos going to be aggressive. Is Broncos country going to be disappointed? Where's the where's the needle going to go? Yeah, I, I think it's somewhere in between, James, that they're, this idea they're going to be aggressive on first wave free agents. I don't see that other than maybe they might pick one player. To say, like I wrote today about right tackle, is this the year you finally get it right in free agency at right tackle with Caleb McGarry or Jawan Taylor? And Jawan Taylor from Jacksonville is 25 years old. He's played, started every game for four years. Could that be a long-term solution? The problem is he's not a great run blocker. He's really good in pass blocking. Caleb McGarry is one of the best run blocking right tackles in the game and improved pass blocking. And I think they're going to run the ball more than people think next year. But is that the position, or do you? bring back a Cam Fleming, get Kelvin Beecham cheap, and then try to pay for an interior guard. I would think they're going to try to draft an interior starter. There's better interior linemen in this draft than drafting a right tackle. And the one position they could make a move on, James, would be edge rusher. I just I don't see it out of the gate. But that's why I bring up running back. There's so many free agent running backs. You can afford to be patient, and you're going to get one of those guys. We saw it with Gordon, and I don't mean to bring his name up. I said to draw the ire of Broncos country. But some running back, two or three of them are going to be sitting there and have to take a one-year, three-and-a-half, one-year, four-million-dollar deal. So that's a position that where patience could be your friend. Right tackles, probably not. And do you go in, because they've been burned with Menelik Watson, Donald Stevenson, uh, certainly Jawan James, and then they're staring at their eighth different right tackle in eight years on opening day. But that would be the position, James, I'd keep an eye on. I just, but I don't think Broncos country needs to understand that even if they cut Glasgow and Darby and Chase Edmonds, they're probably operating with around 35 to 40 million in cap space. So they're not going to be aggressive on multiple fronts. My guess is they're going to pick one position and be aggressive on it and then be patient at others. Troy Rank, our Denver 7 Broncos insider, joining us on the Johnson Auto Plaza hotline. The NFL's franchise tag deadline came and went. What kind of day was it yesterday for the Broncos? Well, again, with Draymond, they understood he was going to test free agency. That was pretty much known at the Combine. When I've texted with Draymond, he's he's looking forward to the testing and finding his value on the market. He doesn't rule out returning to Denver, but the franchise tag would have been either 18.9 or 19.7. And he's looking at, from what talking to people at the Combine, he might get $20 million a year. 
So that means there's no chance he would be back at Denver if it gets to that figure. So what kind of day was it? He's the only the candidate they had. He's the only candidate they had. They weren't going to franchise tag Reisner or anyone else. So I just I hate to see a player you develop walk out the door, especially it was the impetus that's behind trading Bradley Chubb, which is why you should have signed him during the season. And if he leaves, that's a hole. They got I mean, he's a good player, and they're going to have to replace that, and they don't have it internally right now in terms of prospects. They would have to either draft someone new or hit on a second-wave free agent. But losing Draymond will hurt. If his market value is $20 million a year, why is Denver out at that price tag? Why would they not sign him for that? He's their guy. I'm with you. It's another miss by George Payton that the impetus to trade Bradley Chubb, and you're right, and I'm glad there's multiple uh, of us that are remembering, oh, you got to trade Bradley Chubb because you got to pay Draymond Jones, and now they're not. But at $20 million, why are they out? Why is that not something they can swing? Well, it's, they could. I just don't think they want to prioritize that position because if, if they pay him, James, where does that leave him at right tackle? I just think they're making they're going to have to make some, for them, tough choices. What do you do if you pay him? Then who? where do you not add? And they need to add an offense. And my guess is Sean Payton's going to look at it and say, well, Zach Allen played great for Vance Joseph in Arizona last year. We could get him at a much cheaper price. Let's go get him in free agency. And then it leaves money to add a starting offensive lineman. This is me, my educated speculation. It's just if you pay that number for Draymond, it could landlock you at somewhere else. And I don't think Sean Payton wants to do that, is my guess, is that they're going to be competitive. They don't want to have too much money in one player. If it's different if it's an edge rusher who you're saying, okay, that guy's going to go get us 15 sacks and change games. Draymond's a nice player. He's not that player. So that's my guess, James, is, you know, you get a little landlocked. That's why I would trade Cortland Sutton. Try to get a second or third round pick for him in a weak free agent class. Add another draft pick. Give yourself a chance to add a starter that way because, for me, it's a luxury to have Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton. And I really like Cortland Sutton's game. He has two touchdowns in his last 26 games, and he and Tim Patrick, for me, are the same player. At some point, you've got to start moving off guys to address multiple other issues. Stop pretending you're good. You're 5-16 and 16 over your last 21 games. Troy. I mean, it's not because the roster's really talented. You can't blame scheme and coaching for everything. It's certainly part of it. But some of it is they've got to upgrade this roster, guys. No, and, and that's clear. We agree on that. But but I, I can't let it go because you said it in passing, and we're going to go just a minute long here. Um, you said try to get a second or third round pick for Cortland Sutton. That That is an impossibility given that – this contract, I mean, it's got to, you're paying them $14 million this year, and for all the reasons that you said, the lack of production, you're not going to be able to get anything close to that, I don't think, Troy. Well, you might, you might be able to get a third, given the lack of free agents out there. You might. Again, you might have to be creative. Pay a ch- you might have to pay some, pay some of it down to get a pick. I mean, it's, yeah, it's clear you can't just put him out there and get a bunch of offers. I would just find out what his market is. I'm not going to give him away. Because he's still, a, you know, good. He's a functional player, but I would explore his market. And the reason I say that, Zach, it's a it's a terrible free agent market for receivers right now. So some team might look at him and say, in the right situation, as a clear two in our offense, we can make it work. But you might have to pay some of the contract down to make that deal to get a kind of pick you want. All right, that is our dude, Troy Rank. We always appreciate your time and hanging out with us uh, on a Wednesday. We'll catch up uh, this time next week. See you guys. All right, that's Troy Rank of Denver 7 presented by Rocks Heating and Air. Okay. They're going to be cheap, I told you. They're going to be cheap.
in free agency. You're saying next week. We heard it from Mike. We heard it from Troy. They're going to be cheap. Just prepare yourself. All right. This is a conversation that we'll be able to uh, continue to go back to uh, and and look at from every angle here because there's interesting things that, that Troy certainly just said there. Uh, James Merrill from DenverSports.com filling in for Brandon Stokely. Today, today was supposed to be the gold anniversary of a historic day in Denver sports. But what it, what is it actually now? I'll take a dive into that next. Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan presents Stoli and Zach. Not bad for a boy from Mississippi. Yeah, I could buy Maybach. But I'm still in my F-150. And my last name. Stab at this one. Uh, Morgan, you got a chance to see him live tonight if you want. What? Paramount? Where are we at? Uh, Fillmore. Fillmore. Who is it? I believe it's Hardy. This is Hardy. Okay. It's at the Fillmore, huh? A little bit of uh, he- almost heavy metal meets country. Oh, you know, I've heard some of this. I've heard some of this. I mean, that has a little bit of a Metallica sound right Yeah, there. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I want to get this thought out. It's got nothing to do with nothing, but we were having the conversation, and we'll circle back to what we teased into. Uh, but I want to get this thought out. Um, as the conference tournaments are happening on the college basketball side, you and I, uh, we, we disagree on a lot. We agree. Like, we love this time of year. We love a conference tournament time. We love filling out our brackets like so many other Americans. And... Um, we talked about, hey, Oral Roberts. Like, keep your eye on that Oral Roberts team from the Summit League, which DU plays in. Had a chance to call one of their games a year ago. They have a guard named uh, Max Asmus, and it's but it's spelled A B M A S. So it's not Abmus. It's a, uh, a Max Asmus. He's one of the nation's leading scorers. One of college basketball's all-time leading scorers. They got a loaded roster around him. They ran the league in the Summit League. They won by like forty points last night in the championship against North Dakota State. Yeah. I think they're going to upset whoever they play in the first round as like a 12 seed. Maybe it's Iowa State or something. I think they beat them. But I wanted to get this thought out because I've seen it play out time and time again. And it's not a hard and fast rule, but it's something that I have kind of abided by. These teams with top NBA prospects taking the opposition on the money line and, and and it doesn't happen as often as it used to because the top draft picks aren't necessarily going to college now. Yeah. They're either going or overseas or they're playing with the G League force team, which you can make a half a million dollars and get developed, and they kind of school you up on what the NBA is going to be like. Changing landscape. But Alabama has a kid that's under the you know microscope in what happened, tragic event in Tuscaloosa. But this kid's amazing basketball player, 6'9". He's going to be like a top three NBA draft pick. But, I, James, these teams with these caliber of players, whether it's Cade Cunningham at Oklahoma State, Kevin Durant at Texas, Michael Beasley at Kansas State. Um, Kevin, You said Kevin Durant. You yeah. Said Cade Cunningham. Yeah, there's, and, but we, we, we said it in a break before. Yeah, we had like nine of them before. But, but these teams with like top five draft picks in the tournament, when things kind of slow down, and the scouting report is so focused and hyper aware of everything that you DeAndre have done. Ayton. Yeah, DeAndre Ayton, another one. And that guy has a bad game. The rest of the supporting cast is not used to stepping up and filling the void in in, in the way in a high pressure situation. And I just got a feeling like Alabama, 
like it's, it's going to be Sweet Sixteen as a one seed, and they're not going to make it out. Yeah, and if they're going if they're playing somewhere where it's in neutral court and it's not near Alabama, the the fans that are just there, you know, sort of as neutral observers, yeah, are going to root for whoever Alabama is playing. Just yeah. with what all oh, yeah. that's going on, yeah. the yeah. natural underdog thing, anyway. Right. You know, right, if, you're, right. if you're sitting at Ball Arena next week and you're watching games, and a game gets into the final ten minutes of the second half, and the underdog is in it, you're gonna start rooting for him. Of course. Even if you're rooting against your bracket to yep. some extent, you're like, yeah, that'd be fun to watch. And so I think that starts to have the impact on those the the other players too. Of like, oh, now the crowd's against this, right? And it just it has a way of. Sort of snowballing on them. Yep. So Alabama's the team to watch. Yeah, that's I, the team to look for them to lay an egg at some point. I will like I will bet against them on the money line, like out of the gate for ten bucks, and then the next round, like I'll probably put twenty on the money line of the opposition, and then the next line I'll Chasing. put thirty, and just <laughs> and 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 eventually I just I, I believe that the structure and the profile of teams like that eventually go down. So okay, hey, just well, right, well, inside info. Get that uh, not so much inside, just kind of just revealing my, no, that's my, my thought that's here. Inside. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, James, thanks for being here. Uh, uh, it's been fun. James Merrill. Well, he yelled at me a couple times. <laughs> DenverSports.com. Uh, speaking of March, real quick, Superbook Sports presents the Denver Sports 5K Bracket Challenge. You hear 5K, it's not some sort of race, okay? We're talking about filling out a bracket and winning potentially $5,000. Even if you're not the overall winner, the winner of each round, we were just talking about concerts, you're going to receive tickets to every concert at Cheyenne Frontier Days. That's insane. That is an amazing prize. It doesn't cost anything to get involved it's with. It's going to be six, seven, eight concerts, that, I would guess. That's incredible. And then in addition to that, the grand prize winner is you're going to take home $5,000, all right? So register now. Get your friends or your office pool signed up uh, at denversports.com slash Bracket. It's powered by the Transportation Security Administration of uh, and the Urology Center of Colorado. Okay, James, 365 days ago, 365 days ago, we went to commercial break saying this is a bad day for the Denver Broncos. And they could have got Aaron Rodgers. And Pat McAfee is reporting he's going back to Green Bay. But then we went to commercial break. And we saw a tweet, and we came back from the commercial break saying this. We have breaking Broncos news right now. This day is not going to finish the way that it started. Adam Schefter reporting that the Denver Broncos are acquiring Russell Wilson. Right here, right now. Russell Wilson is about to become a member of the Denver Broncos. This is not a drill. Tuesday, March 8th, should be a day that goes down in all-time Denver Broncos history. Now it's March 8th, 2023. It's it's down in history. It's down in history, all right. It's just uh, more infamous. At the moment. At the, at the moment. At the moment. But I'm just telling you, Seahawks fans are the random fan that they pick out of the crowd at a Braves game. And they say, hey, run the warning track. Mm. And if you can get to the the right field foul line before the freeze, you win. And they think they've got it. They've got past center field. They get through the alley, right? They go past the, the however you know, the, the, the sign that says how many feet it is. They think they got it. And here comes the freeze. 
And the freeze in this instance is Russell Wilson, and he's going to pass those Seahawks fans and say, you were celebrating too early, shouldn't have put your hands up. I got you at the end. This thing is far from over. The first year was not good. There's no way to sugarcoat it. It wasn't good. Yep. But it is far from over. It is going to age much better than anybody thinks. It's much more likely that Russell Wilson bit off more than he can chew, had a bad coaching staff, and now goes back to doing what he's good at doing than any other scenario you can put out there. Then Geno Smith has a second good year. Then Drew Locke goes somewhere and is successful. Even that a rookie this year would come in and be good. The most likely scenario is that Russell Wilson goes back to being what he always was and gets back to being that kind of player. That is the most likely scenario. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, but it's the most likely. I, I'm not sure if it's, in fact, the most likely, but I am sure hoping that you are right because on that day when we came out of that break and said that, I was hoping we were coming up for air after five years of the most dreadful football the Denver Broncos have ever seen in their NFL existence. And somehow it got worse. Somehow it got worse than any other stage of the previous five seasons. So I hope you're right. And there's a lot of merit to what you're saying. Like, and I don't want to take that away uh, from you. Um, call you James Merritt Merrillat. There you go. Um, because you're drawing from something. You're drawing from almost a decade in Seattle. You're drawing from the last two games of the season where they took everything away and reduced kind of Russ's game down to its simplest form. Um the truth for me right now is Russ going to be 40 touchdowns the way he was in Seattle? Probably not. Is it going to be as bad as it was this past year where people are making graphs if he can throw as many touchdown passes as he has bathrooms in his house? Do I think that's going to happen again? No. I think it'll probably be somewhere in the middle. And if we can flirt with 80% of Seattle, Russ, with a really good coach, I think the Broncos could be getting off the mat. And that's for me is where this season starts. I don't have visions of grandeur that are going to go win the Super Bowl, but getting off the mat and getting this franchise back to respectability and after the season saying, you want to know what? We saw enough from Russ. We're going to run it back with Russ in year three. Then I think that would be uh, as a, as a starter, super encouraging considering the depths from where this thing is coming from and the worst offense in pro football. Yeah, and it's KKFN and KKFN HD one Long Montenver. Wow. I mean, I give you a minute and a half soliloquy there, there to, to, to have a shot at it. it I didn't is, wanna, and you're doing that on his day. I know. I didn't want to <laughs> stoke it and just interrupt you. I let you finish. I mean, on his day. <laughs> yeah. On his day. Exact <laughs> my day. Oh, oh come oh, on! Oh, how oh, is oh. how is March eighth, two thousand twenty two, not forever going to be known as? Zach by day, this is not a drill day. I, I don't know if anyone's going to be referencing as that. <laughs> it was just such a great line. There was no way you could have thought of that beforehand. No, no way, no was, way. I, I always think about, like, uh, how about all those drills we did do, aside from, you know, because if, if this is not a drill, it implies we had been doing drills. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just everything about it is fantastic. It's, it's like, you know, do you believe in miracles? And this is not a drill. <laughs> That's where we're at. I think it's going to turn out fine. And maybe I'm just, you know, being what myself. What does fine and, mean? That he's going to he's going to be the player he was in Seattle, and he's going to be the least of their problems. Right. And they're going to have a season where we're going to say, you know what? If they hadn't been cheap in free agency and had plugged some of these holes, and they weren't fifteen million dollars under the cap, then maybe this season would have been even better than it turned out to be. Because if they don't make the playoffs, it's not going to be because of Russell Wilson. It's going oh, what, to be because of all. Be going to be because of all the other holes was that they didn't be, play. Was it because of Russell Wilson in 2022? No, not number one. Wow. Partially. That's partially. Crazy. That's like wild. one B, one though, right? 
He's on the list. No, it's one A. It's one A. Zach. I think it's. I think it's the roster. Jo- well, first and foremost, it's, it's the one, guy that won something. It's the guy one, that's one in Green A-A. Bay today. It's. It was the head coach number one. It was Nathaniel Hackett. Green Bay. Yeah, he's there trying to recruit Aaron Rodgers. You think Aaron Rodgers is in Green Bay in the offseason? Isn't that where they said he was going? In California. They said, oh, it was California. Oh, we, when we talked about it earlier, oh, we said Green Bay. Yeah, okay. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> so it was Nathaniel Hackett. It was George Payton and this roster where once you get beyond five guys, it's hard to come up who the next best player is on it. It was injuries, which were crazy. And then it was Russell Wilson. He bit off oh more than he God. can chew. He bit off more than he can chew. You are so he figured great. it out, and now he's back being Russell. It's clearly oh, it's Russell Wilson, number one with his contract. It's the same thing. Wait a minute. Time out. How did his contract impact him last year negatively? Uh, it's, it impacts what we're stuck with. It's like everything moving forward, like you can't move on from him. It's like it's like that's the problem. Where, where did it impact him last year? It perhaps just gave everybody a sense that we can't touch this guy and there's nothing we can say to him because look at his deal. I mean, who was the boss? The guy with the most money was the boss, and he had the most money. He was clearly the boss. There's a lot of players that make a lot of money all around the league, and they aren't the boss. All right, Patrick Mahomes has a huge so contract, that's, and that's, he reads the boss. That's, an, that's like an about this. So that makes it Nathaniel Hackett that's well, the problem. Then, so make it apples to apples. You know, Forget about what other things are happening. Make it about what happened here. Never mind yeah. about you know that it's, other guy. What about here? I just think I think when it's when it was as bad as it was here in Denver in 2022, we can't reduce it down to just one person. Like these th- two things are no. living in the same universe. They were both so bad. James Russell was so bad. He was bad this past year. But if my 16 year old is out cruising at 2:30 in the morning, yeah, he could have decided to stay home. But if I didn't set a curfew, I'm not free of blame either. If when he rolls in at 3 a.m., I'm just high-fiving Dude. him with, and giving him a martini, the value, I'm to blame. The value that he was compensated and the value that he was worth, he can't just be fine. He's got to be extreme oh, I superstar. Said everything's I'm laughing. Be fine. I'm laughing right now at Lamar Jackson because people are like, oh, my God, two first-round picks. I mean, that is a drop in the bucket Russell compared Wilson, to what the Broncos spent on Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson will throw for 4,500 yards and 30-plus touchdowns. Is that is that? A good enough year for everybody? That 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 would be great. Has I he just, ever thrown over 4,500 yards? What does he throw for this year? I feel... Uh, 32? Yeah, it was like, yeah 30. Yeah, it, 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 no, it was like 35. It was like 35. Okay, and he missed two games, and he played in a terrible offense. But you're... Okay, you're saying 35 touchdowns? 35 touchdown passes? I said 30 plus. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, could he do it? I mean, I just feel like I have to use my imagination and a little bit of acid uh, to... <laughs> To just <laughs> threw for thirty five hundred and twenty four yards this year. Yeah, yes, yeah, so I said, said thirty five hundred right. yards. Yeah, so a thousand more yards with a competent coach and a competent offense. I don't know when how much they're going to Brandon Johnson and James, Kendall Hinton and Greg Dulcich. The whole James, time. James, I don't know if they're going to be thrown as much as you you think based on what you said. Based on show what Sean Payton like, run the football, play great defense, let Russ be an accent. To the offense and well, not how many know, guys they're still going to throw. They're going to throw it thirty times a game, no how matter many, what. How many guys in the league can make the throw he made last game of the year? Rolling to his left and hitting Jerry Judy fifty-five yards downfield. The problem is, if I ask what was the second best pass of the season, we got to do research. The throw to KJ Hamler on the last drive in London, big play down the right side. He, the throw he made to KJ Hamler 
uh, on a post uh, in, in Vegas to get up. down Let's to the two-yard line. That's if a good question. Lot of them. That's a good question. Who, how many other there guys? There were not a lot of them. How, I, there were not a lot of them. How many other guys in the NFL, the Avengers, the superheroes of quarterbacks, especially in the AFC, could roll their left, flip their hips, and throw the ball down the field? Almost all of them. Exactly. No, almost <laughs> Jared, all of them. All of them. Jared Actually, a better, question, a better question is okay. who couldn't? Which which quarterbacks, especially in the AFC, couldn't make that Mahomes throw? can make that throw. Josh Allen can make that throw. Keep going. I think Justin Herbert can get outside. Of course he can. can. Of course he can. Of course he can. I think he can. Trevor Joe Lawrence Bar- Joe can Burrow can make that Joe throw. Burrow. Okay. Two told by Lawrence can make the throw. No, no. Tua, Tua can't, he kept underthrowing Tyreek Hill all year. Tua, Derek Carr could make that throw. Oh, my God. They could all make that throw, well, James. Okay, then YouTube it. Find me the throw. I'm not. I'm not worried about like arm strength and like a particular throw. I'm worried about like, can you see the six foot five tight end that's eight feet in front of you? Mm. But like, I, that's, I explained that's to you about I the work. guy in the gorilla suit. I, I know, and that was a good announcement. I never I seen that video. It. I never saw that video until we watched it. Tell me out with that one. Re- uh, recap. Okay. recap. So there's this Quick. famous study, and they they bring people in and they say, okay, watch this video, and count the number of passes between these two basketball players. Okay. And people sit there and they stare at it and they stare at it. So and they stare hold on, I got to jump in because you're not doing a good job of explaining it the way oh. that the actual video oh. is. It's oh. three players right. and they they're they're all throwing multiple basketballs, but there's also three other people that are wearing all black that are weaving in and out of. So you know when they put on the jumbotron at the games, they do yeah the yeah cups the cans they, yeah, they, yeah, 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 the yeah, cans yeah. yeah okay so so it's three different players passing around three different balls with three other human beings wearing black. Weaving in and out between them, and then uh, and you're supposed go. to count the number of passes. You're supposed to count the number of passes. So you're hyper focused on like, okay, one, two, three, right. four, and, and you don't notice that joining the the other human beings weaving in and out in black. It's a massive black gorilla. That <laughs> you in a gorilla think. suit. So my analogy was they put together this unbelievable and you actually, complicated and you actually don't notice it when you're actually watching. You don't. It. So like, they ask you at the end and you don't notice. And yeah. most people and okay. they're like, "What did you, what did you make of the guy in the gorilla suit?" And everybody's like, "What guy in the gorilla suit?" And the gorilla's like literally dancing around, like in front, like right in front you of you. Miss him, but your, your eyes are going. Isn't it, isn't it, isn't it. So how do you miss KJ Hamler wide open on fourth and one from the six yard line against Indianapolis? The answer is, well, how do you miss the guy in the gorilla suit? It's the same thing. You're watching something else that's overly complicated. Uh-huh. You you don't even know what to look for. But the and problem you miss is the obvious. But the problem is he's the inventor of the video, and he missed the gorilla. I get it. He bit off more than he like could this chew. This is what he wanted. He bit off more than he can chew. Okay. All right. But in the last two weeks, if Jerry Rosberg and Justin Outen can fix him, then if 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 Sean Payton can't, why did they trade a first round pick for him? This is this is there why did go. they pay him this 16, is, hey, 17, this, 18 this million dollars a year? We we see where it's going. This is the year. So we'll see. I hey man, it's everybody would be better off if I was wrong on this, that's for sure. And you were right. Everybody wants James Merrillat to be right. What well it's just part of his focus here, part of his angle. This is the second time you said that today. <laughs> what do you is it, it's, I said, I said, and, a, and someone from Twitter hit me. I was like, that's the best description of James Merrillat you've ever had. Because I said, James would rather be right and watch everything burn than be wrong and everything remain standing. No. Like, who, who has said multiple times, I was wrong about Jared Bednar? And I would love to be wrong about Michael Malone. You, 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 you are more pliable than you. Now it's easy for me to come up with the one time I was wrong because, like, okay, yeah, <laughs> then here you go. But I was just talking to Bedsy just a few minutes ago. Bedsy, Bedsy, <laughs> Bedsy, Bedsy, our guy, Bedsy. He is a great coach, man. Uh, I was talking to him about the difference between <laughs> like when to motivate guys. Like, was it planned or not planned? 
I think the answer is kind of a little bit of both. By the way, we should have put our mortgage on the abs last night. I can't oh, believe no, we didn't no. do it. You're, you've never been more Did you right. see who scored the goals, too? Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was Kale to start. It was Nate second, you and it was Miko third. Right, and then after that was Val yeah. and Lekin yeah. in. Oh, how about that? Malgin got in, but, I mean, you know, it was the big guys. We didn't say this earlier. Uh, Val, last night, four points for yep. the first time since his rookie year. Yeah, did it yeah. 10 years ago. And I mean, he talked to the media after the game. I mean, you, you laid it out yesterday when I was on with you guys, you and Will, for the last hour of the drive of, you know, hey, they've lost three in a row. The Sharks aren't any good. They're playing on a back-to-back. Yeah. And we talked about, okay, McKinnon is motivated. He made a big mistake. Rantanen's motivated. Yeah. He made a, you know, yeah. mental blunder. Like, talk about, yeah. we pointed it out. Oh, yeah. And then didn't follow our own advice. That was the <laughs> prime <laughs> Should have put the mortgage on that one. Yeah, we should all be taking some Wolfie days here and be on a beach. No, 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 no. We, we've, we've amended it. Oh. Roby days is, has to stay a thing because that's been a great thing for too that's long. That's a one-day rando. Right. That's why we have a Wolfie week. Wolfie week. You take a Wolfie week. Okay. Uh, yeah. We'd be taking a Wolfie week and <laughs> sipping cocktails in yes. Cabo. Yes. Well, Rachel and Jake are filling in today, so we'll uh, we roll on with the drive coming up next.